0: Guys, (laughs) welcome to the Strandcast. My name is Noah.
1: I'm Jasmine. And I'm Jen. In this episode, we are going to be interviewing and hearing readings from three of our writers for The Play magazine, which is coming out soon.
0: March 30th, but this is probably going to come out after that. And this is our second annual magazine uh, episode. We are interviewing the authors of our beautiful newspaper, The Strands Magazine. We have three readers for this episode.
1: I will be interviewing Erica, who is reading her piece called Player Two Push Start. And I'll be interviewing Julia De Silva.
0: And me, Noah, I am going to be introducing um, Miranda Carroll's wonderful piece called It's One Thing to Follow Raccoons on Instagram and Another to Follow Them in Real Life.
1: We're just gonna leave them to it, and hope you enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. Hi, this is Jasmine, and I'm joined by Erica today because we are going to be having a sneak peek into the Play magazine. She's going to be reading one of her pieces, and we'll just let her take it away.
2: This piece is called Player Two Push Start. My brother and I were never the closest growing up, with multiple factors stacked against our favor, namely our seven-year age gap, our subsequent lack of common interests, and the slight bumps in our communication due to our uneven bilingualisms and my brother's hearing disability. The few times I did feel close to him, however, were when we played video games. Truthfully, I didn't love playing them. For the most part, I was too young to understand what was going on in them and didn't have the coordination to press the right buttons to perform the right combo, whatever that was. So I wasn't very good at them either. But I liked being able to bond with my brother over something that set aside our differences. In January of this year, I followed him on his trip to Los Angeles to support him at the Annie Awards, considered to be the world's highest accolade for animation. The film he made in the third year of his animation program was nominated in and eventually won the award for the best student film category on our way back to toronto i watched as my brother browsed through the animation category of the in-flight film selection and began to watch before realizing that it did not have closed captioning although to me the lack of captions is an inconvenience because they assure me that i haven't missed anything important i realized that to my brother they're an assurance that he hasn't missed anything at all Because most in-flight media require the use of earphones, which my brother cannot use, he could not watch one of the animated films that was just honored at the same ceremony his own film was. He told me that he finds video games to be a more accessible form of media because most of them provide subtitles by default. They allow him to engage in the story without getting caught up in trying to make sure he's understanding everything. And watching television and film with closed captioning was more difficult before streaming services were available. My brother didn't express much interest in watching movies at all. Playing games with rich storylines like The Last of Us, Catherine, and Telltale's The Walking Dead series made him develop an interest in visually-driven stories. When we played video games together as kids, I'm sure I wasn't the most helpful teammate or challenging opponent, but my brother still had the courtesy to plug in a second controller for me. He made an exception for one mission in Call of Duty in which I was being so obstructive that he opted to operate both controllers at once. He did so successfully. Throughout our childhoods, we went through the consoles of a PlayStation 2, a Nintendo DS Lite with a broken hinge, an Xbox 360, a PSP, a PlayStation 3, and a Nintendo 3DS. All of them now collect dust in the cabinet of my brother's former room in our family home, along with all of the games we grew up playing. Some of my earliest and fondest memories of elementary school can be triggered by the theme songs to Sonic Heroes, Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi 2, and Metal Slug. Besides first-person shooters and fighting games, my brother and I were also avid fans of some games exclusive to the Nintendo DS. However, having only one DS, only one of us could play at a time. There were instances where I tried to get through entire chapters of games while my brother slept, and I took caution not to accidentally overwrite his save file lest I incur his wrath. Considering my brother has seven whole years and a head of height on me, he used to be the scariest person in the world still playing these games meant we had something to talk about. Despite the similarity in our upbringings, I often felt a disconnect to my only sibling because our experiences were still so different. We never went to the same schools, we were never in the same phases of life at the same time, and we hardly had any overlapping interests. In retrospect, I think one of the reasons my brother was able to enjoy video games so much was because of these games' commitment to providing closed captioning. He's congenitally deaf and has been wearing a cochlear implant on his right ear for about 15 years, before which he used less serviceable hearing aids. Bilateral cochlear implant is currently under review for public funding after Health Quality Ontario's 2018 report and recommendation. Because of this, my brother is someone who greatly benefits from closed captioning, although he has more often had to get by without accommodation. Before all of this though, when my brother and I were kids with no ideas of where we would end up as adults, I still valued what video games meant to my relationship with my brother. Even if we didn't speak much while we played games or while I watched him play from the opposite side of the couch, it was still something for the both of us to do together. On our frequent long road trips with our parents, after the battery of my iPod Nano waned on me in the eighth hour after countless rounds of breakout and parachute, I would glance over to my brother with our Nintendo DS in his hands, his index finger resting just behind the top screen to support the broken hinge. When he realized that I was trying to get a look at the device to follow along with the story of the Ace Attorney game he was playing, he shifted in his seat to let me see better. There you go. How does it feel to read that out all at once? Yeah, I mean, um, like, that recent trip to Los Angeles with my brother made me kind of evaluate, like, our relationship because, yeah, we haven't really talked. Like, I think maybe our conversations over the years have not, in terms of sheer minutes, probably not very long. Like, I feel like he's my sibling, but we're so different in terms of, like, where we are yeah, in I our lives. Yeah, I understand that. But now it's funny because he's seven years older than me, but he's actually graduating and getting his bachelor's in june oh wow so i so we kind of closed the gap in terms of schooling that's
1: true yeah Mm -hmm. it's i like that you had all these constellation points that you joined together because i think that throughout your life you just have these moments or you know like images and you don't realize how they're connected and like how they could be drawn under this theme because there's the theme of the cochlear implants there's like subtitles, then there's the video games themselves, and like, I think that's something that only you could, like, bring together in such a unique way for play, because when I think about play, I just, I'm just so caught up in the idea of, like, the music of play, that, mm-hmm. like, for me, it, it ended up being, going a completely different direction, but I
2: love the way that you, you took that and interpreted it. Thank you, but, I, yeah, I think, um, just because of the poster that was used for the pre- promoting the pitches, and made me think of video games, Mm -hmm. and I haven't really been playing them myself since my brother Mm -hmm. moved out, Mm -hmm. like, I keep up with iterations, new iterations of Ace Attorney, because I have (laughs) such a fun, like, soft spot for it, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was just thinking about what did my brother and I have have in common growing up, and I think um, more often than not, we were trying to accommodate each other in terms of trying to find a a shared interest that's Um, beautiful me more on (laughs) the side I think um because like I think there was somewhat of a feeling where I was like I want to connect with my brother yeah and maybe
1: sometime down the line you will have another uh, video game that you might enjoy perhaps not if not in the same room together you could talk about I mean he's an
2: animation so I feel like he doesn't have time to do anything lately but yeah but eventually all animators will have to <laughs> take a break all animators will they will at get at the very least have to watch what they've made themselves <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: they have to take at least one break sometime in a year yeah yeah thank you so much for joining me on the podcast yeah of course thanks for inviting me <laughs> okay <laughs>
3: Hey guys it's Jen and I'm here with Julia Um, and today Julia is gonna be reading her piece that she wrote for the mag Julia would you like to introduce it and maybe say some things about it
4: yeah for sure Um, thank you so much uh, for having me on this piece um, I was going through um, when I saw the um, the call out for play Mm -hmm. um, and I was trying to go through my poems trying to find something that wasn't like really angsty Uh and I came across this one, uh, which I wrote um, earlier in the fall. It was kind of this this time when I was like thinking a lot about um, what all these all these kind of moments um, mm-hmm. that we have con- like constantly yeah. um, as we go about our lives um, that you might choose to read as mm-hmm. like moments of desire or potential love um, or all of these th- like, all yeah. of these like deeply meaningful things. Um, but that you kind of like brush off or laugh off, and mm-hmm. what if like in play you kind of took all of them seriously all at once right. for a moment um, and kind of uh, mashed them yeah. all into <laughs> yeah. into this into this like one kind of um, one kind of like nebulous yeah. um, blob. So that's that's the, awesome. the, like is like the genesis of this poem. Awesome. Um, <laughs> Um. So it's called Love Letters to Girls I've Smiled at Vaguely, thinking it might be true love. Very fun. <laughs> um, did you want me to read it? Is yes, there of else? Course, okay. yeah. Cool. I thought I st- saw you when I stepped to the counter the third morning in a row, and you waved my hand ready to pay away as you slid the faded blue mug towards me. It's fine. You caught my eye between the swish of your ponytail and the glint of gold at the rim of your glasses. It's fine. I caught on the second time, but it wasn't. Because you were waiting in the bakery across the street, I thought I saw, hair chopped short, uneven, as the flustered words I offered for a cream-filled cookie melting as I left like the, it's fine, I crammed into my backpack with the crumpled bag. I thought I saw you on the streetcar later. Combat boots on the seat in front of you so that the, that checker of streetcar board was all yours, I was bubbled small into my seat. And I thought we caught each other in the windows, looking out to flicker in. Was it your Dixie Chicks t-shirt that flipped my playlist to Cowboy Take Me Away? When did the air become so full, so charged that graphics can make music and let us off at the same stop but heave us apart into the night? It's fine, I thought, because this weekend we have arranged to meet at that same cafe and I will trade my coffee for iced tea. You will fill me like an almond croissant and then you will wash me from your hands. I will think, for one shy slumber party's worth of cider that I am past smiling at you at poetry readings, then turning back to my notebook, ignoring the flicker flicker. For one morning of helping you name your cactus, I will think I am past reading into your hope to see you back soon, like it's the fantasy book you sold me. You spent so long scanning the shelves. New releases. That's what tripped us up. That I am past playing games no one sees I am playing. But it will turn out that helping name houseplants is not, after all, as good as a marriage. It's fine. If you're reading this, and we've exchanged brief smiles, someday, someday, it will be the smile you pour like bottomless coffee into my over-caffeinated heart when you come downstairs and I say, honey, I've baked bread, and you say, honey, it's 6 a.m., but the flicker of your smile, it's the oven and the coffee pot, and the electric air stops flickering holds warm as the summer streetcar that rolls me into your life, I think, I see.
0: Okay, I'm here with Miranda Carroll. She's going to read her piece. It's one thing to follow raccoons on Instagram, and it's another to follow them in real life. Um, So yeah, Miranda, take it away.
3: It's one thing to follow raccoons on Instagram, and another to follow them in real life. I laugh, relaxed on the couch at Instagram raccoons, at their bad posture spines and their chubby bellies. How sweet, a paper towel roll over its nose or playing like a human with a television remote control. So adorable, reaching from under the porch with their black glove hands, grabbing a snack. I like it. I think we have the same spines but different habits. I take melatonin so I can fall asleep at a regular hour. I put cream under my eyes to avoid dark circles. I wash my face twice a day. Scrolling, I see my friends at lunch with more friends at a party. Scrolling, I see raccoons, looking vicious. The light-up-the-night flash contrasts with the black yard. Teeth are bare white, shiny, and pointed like the tips of fresh mountains. It's mostly menacing with lovable eyes. A cat-dog baby wearing black rim movie star glasses. He purrs. I feel like I'm there. I like it. It's one thing to follow raccoons on Instagram, and another to follow them in real life. But I'm heading into the night, dressed in gray fleece, black gloves, and a hat, peeping around. I'm looking for their feeding ra- did I forget to wash my face to watch my posture in my hunt I curl over and toss on the grass a leftover banana peel a crust scraps (fair) a raccoon I see him under the alpine hickory you want a nibble reach out that paw and grab it he does he looks at me as if he wants me to take a bite too I do we have a meal together he calls over some more friends their teeth are bare noshing at my potluck snack We eat together and continue into the night, not like on Instagram, like a new group of friends. I like it.
0: That was really good. (laughs) That was fantastic.
1: (laughs) Thanks so much for listening.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening to our magazine pod. Uh, Thank you to all the contributors who read and also those who didn't for... uh, donating their time and creativity to make this great magazine if you're interested in grabbing a copy of the mag you can grab one at the strand office and yeah thanks again to our contributors and thank you for listening